Hi, welcome to the 93rd episode of In The Vitrine. This is Danny. This is Nadia. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about two biographies that we have been reading. And uh, as an ode to Fashion Week, we are talking about some of the biggest fashion editors um, in the fashion system as we know it. So I have been reading the, the biography of Anna Wintour by Amy O'Dell. And she's a fashion journalist whose um, newsletter I had been following for a while. And she was talking about this book that she was going to be releasing. So I borrowed it on Libby once it was available. And I've really been enjoying it. How about you, Nadia? What have you been reading? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yesterday I was telling my students to go to the library because I said, like, you never know what you're going to find on the shelves, right? Because nowadays we're all about being precise in our search. Um, so I found myself at the Orchard Library, so library in Orchard Road, um, which is like the shopping belt in Singapore. And I saw Edward Annenfold's memoir, A Visible Man. And I was really happy to see it because, you know, it had kind of been on my radar, but I would not have borrowed it on purpose just because life is so busy. But I, I just took that as a sign to do so. And I really was gripped by it. You know, it made me think about how when I was younger, I would just like devour books in bed, right? Just because I had the luxury of time to do so. It was my favorite activity to do after exams. So anyway, um, it's, uh, it's a gripping book because, you know, he writes from such a personal uh, place and really just shares everything and, you know, tells us also about how he was a part of the scene. And I think one one thing that's been happening recently is like when we think about people's success, we kind of think like it's an overnight thing, you know, because it's presented as such or it's like, oh, suddenly they are catapulted to success. But the memoir just reminded me that everyone has, you know, this long journey they take to get to where they are today. And from reading the memoir, it uh, was about how he had his struggles and also he had his big breaks and just shouldering more responsibility that, than he thought he could at any point in time and, and going with it. So I very much enjoyed that, um, yeah, reading about that trajectory. Yeah, I'm really um, familiar and, and admire Edward Annenfull because I had seen actually the original um, editorial where he modeled um, for mm. a photographer and then the story was that he was uh, kind of scouted on the train, on the metro and then he became like the youngest fashion editor at Dazed and Confused and created really interesting uh, imagery um, exploring black narratives and um, so I, yeah I, I am looking forward to reading the book for those kind of snippets <laughs> right I think it's ID I'm not sure that it's, ah, is it yes I yeah I'm not sure now because okay the thing is I read it a little while ago and <laughs> but I'm I'm just checking now that like he probably did work at Disney Confused but then he was also the fashion director at ID um, yes, fashion director of the era-defining ID magazine. Um, and at the time, he was only 18. So it's... Yeah, okay. So it was ID, wasn't this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was pretty crazy. Um, you know, but he just kind of like embraced that. And I think he's also very much about representation. And he's been trying to do that, you know, um, ever since he was in a position of power. 
and continues to just, I think not really think out of the box, but just like pushing against the status quo and trying to um, be more inclusive. So it was a really nice read. Um, and of course it, it helps that, you know, there's all these like names that are listed that, you know, we're familiar with from knowing about um, the history of the fashion system. And I appreciated as well, you know, his more personal sharings, right, about his health and how he was also trying his best in these jobs that seemed almost like too big for, you know, um, his age at any point in time. So, yes. What are you learning about Anna Wintour from the biography? Well, apparently there was an unofficial one that had been written earlier on, which I have not read, but my friend was telling me that a lot of the information would has come from there as well. Um, so Amy Odell writes this biography from the point of view of looking at, you know, a very powerful and influential person in media, in fashion media, like she has had so much influence in the careers of designers and on the aesthetics and what is in and what's out in fashion through Vogue. Um, so from that point of view, it's it's a really it, it's a really interesting biography at looking at a person's trajectory, obviously, of success. Uh, but it's not biographical in the sense that she writes from her own voice. So from the way that people, uh, so she has uh, Amy Odell has written this biography from the point of view from Anna Wintour's friends and people who've worked with her, as well as. Um, um, the work itself and it's it's really interesting to see how you know just dedicating your life to one um, vision or to one uh, kind of project over a, a long period of time you can really see how she sometimes has been caught on the almost like the wrong side of of history um, and this is because um you know, like think culture is constantly changing, and things that are okay for a long time suddenly um, have become a lot more uh, taboo or like um, controversial because of social media or like uh, just wider access to to voices. Yeah. So, so the book does talk about those things, like covers that you know reenacted racist tropes, or um, just this like single vision that uh, then when um, the Me Too movement and you know came through and all these big cultural wars, as they call them in America, um, she sometimes was like on the side of on the wrong side of people. So it was quite interesting to see that and just. The fact that we're all human and and um, how one person's work can affect so much of how we perceive our industry. You know, it was, yeah, I learned a lot from that. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, they're both gatekeepers, right? They they choose who's in, who's out, you know, what's trending or like what is going to be cool or popular in, in a moment in time. Yeah, and speaking of, um, you know, things changing, uh, I was watching Supermodels on um, Apple TV, which features, um, you know, the four supermodels that I think we all know, like Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell, and Linda Evangelista. And Edward Enifel was inside. Um, I think he was interviewed for it. But anyway, uh, I thought it was really 
interesting the way that the documentary was made. It was with the help of all four models. So they were, you know, on screen talking about their experiences. And what I enjoyed most about it was that they highlighted the friendship that these four women shared. So, you know, we are always thinking about how um, it's a cutthroat industry and, you know, they're all like pitted against each other. At least that's how quite a lot of the media tries to portray, right, these relationships. But you can really tell that the documentary shows the love that they have for each other because they were, you know, in the trenches together and they worked jobs together and they hung out together and their friendships have endured all this time. And also, I think what I appreciated the most was the care they took to debunk some of the myths about the models as well. You know, so for example, about, you know, certain models being difficult to work with, um, these were sometimes perpetuated by people who were upset about not working with them, for example. At least that's how it was portrayed in documentary. And you can really see how at the time when they worked, you know, they were already trying to push against the grain. You know, so like accepted practices of, let's say, you know, what they were going to wear or how they're going to be shown. You know, they were really trying to dictate the terms of their employment, um, whether or not it was what was um, commanded at the time. So I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it would be much more like, I don't know what the word is, maybe like it would be much more glitzy or much more like trying to be fashion, but it was actually very factual and introspective. So it was a good watch for me. Like it really appealed to my sense of like, yes, the research is done and I'm really getting my time's worth you know, and there's not a lot of fluff, if any. Yeah. Do you want to watch it now? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have been seeing uh, screenshots of it um, on social media. And um, yeah, so I will definitely watch it. And there, yeah, apparently there was also some anecdotes about voguing, like from the ballrooms and, and how that, uh, yeah, the supermodels hanging out with all this. Fogers and yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cool. And um, there were all these like historical touch points as well. You know, like what's happening in the world at the time, and then how did they react to that? Um, and of course, like the George Michael Freedom music video, they talked about that as well. Um, so there were all these things that you know I I feel like has been uh ingrained into like pop culture or just like fashion history more specifically. And it's nice to hear from themselves, right? Like from the models themselves, like what was really going on at the time and like what is your take on it now looking back at what has happened? And of course, they still look very beautiful. And um, it's so beautiful to see also that they are still such good friends. So yes, fashion is not that cutthroat. I don't know. It just feels, <laughs> yeah, it felt very hopeful. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think Amy Odell also did a good job of trying to round up. I mean, the, the way that the Anna Winter biography ends is with the pandemic. And I think that really accelerated a lot of calls. A lot of people were fired or like were let go and condemned us for bad behavior. Um, and I think she really, uh, Amy Odell really tried to reflect the changing times in that way and to be fair um, as much as she could without actually having direct, you know, contact or interviews with Anna Winter herself 
So it's this whole idea of like, yeah, just these fashion icons and there's this uh, myth making around them as well. Yeah. Actually, I think one of the threads that, you know, is common among all these three things that we've like read or watched, right? Is about how like, you know, you're just this one person and just trying your best. But then you don't know how much like the work that you put out has an impact on others or will have, you know, it's kind of imprint on history. And it's only when you look back and then you're like, oh, now I realize why I did what I did. Or like, now I realize the importance of something that I put out. Um, yeah, so that's actually really hopeful, right? Yeah. Okay, on that optimistic note. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching or listening to our vodcast podcast and we'll be back with the next episode before long. Bye!